Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Hello, Mum. Lynn Galvin, welcome back. <laughs> Hello, Laura, daughter. A for the Divorce Course is um, how to... How do you uh, address a judge? So what, what is the court etiquette? If, so, if, if our listeners are out there and they're going to represent themselves because, let's face it, we've just discussed how expensive it mm. is, but they need to go and talk to the judge and be there. Um, do you have any court etiquette or yep. a little description of what they could say just in the, in the way you address people, et cetera, so that yep. they know what to expect? Because you're, you're, you're there all the time, Mum, but, oh, mm. my goodness, you know, those courtrooms, they're terrifying. It's like <laughs> TV kind of terrifying. So, it, you yep. know, what, can you talk, talk them through? Yes. Okay. So, yes, the best thing you can find is probably a diagram online of how the court's laid out because we're not allowed to film in there. So when you go mm. to the court, um, be aware that the air conditioning will be very cold, just as a side tip, um, because it's accommodating the barristers in their robes, their lawyers in suits. So um, you will feel chilly if you don't take some sort of cardigan or a jacket. Uh, secondly, uh, when you get into the court, you'll have trouble at entry into courtrooms, usually if you're carrying anything, glass bottle, aerosol spray or nail clippers. So don't take those when you go. Or but, umbrellas. Or umbrellas. But do take mm. a snack, something to eat, uh, maybe a plastic bottle of water, um, just in mm. case there's a lot of delay. Okay, so if you're going up for one of, not a, not exactly a trial, but for anything else, there'll be a chart on the ground floor of each of the court registries in Australia telling you what court each judge is in and usually a list of the matters they've got before the matters means cases. Um, so you would look down those lists, find your name and see who your judge is, what floor and what courtroom, and then make your way there. You can ask someone if you need to. When you get up to there, um, you usually have to wait quietly outside of the court. Uh, you'll be there um, five, ten minutes early, uh, of course, um, until um, a person pops out of the door called the orderly. Now, they'll be holding usually a checklist, uh, a, a clipboard, and they may be calling out names, and they're <clears throat> the ones um, – they have robes usually as well, black robes. Yeah, they – they're kind of dressed like Harry Potters. They are. Yeah, it's they like are. being at Hogwarts. Yes. yes. And and so um, make yourself known to them. Tell them what your name is, what the case is, and what you think you're going to be doing today. Uh, and they'll make a little mm -hmm. note for the judge, right? Then mm -hmm. once you've done that, hang around that courtroom area and you will be called in. There might be something like um, all matters um, in the 9.30 list before Judge um, uh, Wattle. Okay, uh, and if you're in nine thirty list and it's your judge's judge Wattle, in you go and sit in the court, and then the court will call the matters one at a time. But it is scary when you go in. Right in front of you will usually be a very big elevated kind of podium uh, with a big chair and a coat of arms behind it, very formal, and that's where the judge sits right in the middle there. Uh, the in front of the judge is usually a, a table. Um, with his associates or orderlies sitting there as well. So they'll be typing and handing him documents and things. Um, 
on both sides usually of the courtroom are witness boxes. Little, You'll have seen things like that in your TV shows, no doubt. A couple of steps up, you sit there and that's where you get asked questions. And then in front of the two tables where the judge and the associates are is another table and that's where your lawyer will sit. Your lawyer, if you didn't have a lawyer, then you sit up there yourself mm. and wait until, wait until your case is called. So when they say, oh, the matter of um, Barnstable you, or whatever you are, you, and you're the applicant, you, you stand up and you say these words, uh, may, uh, may it please the court, I, my name is Barnstable, um, initial J-E, whatever it is. Um, and your I first am, name is, yeah. yeah. First initial uh, of your first yeah, name. Yeah, first yep. initial. And I am the applicant wife or I am the applicant husband or I am just the applicant. Um, and then the other person has to make their announcement. Yes, Your Honour, um, my name is whatever, da, da, da. And then the judge will look at you. If you're, it's your application, the judge will say, well, yes, Miss Barnstable, what's to happen today? And, and that really throws it over to you, doesn't it? So mm. what we respond to with that is what he, what he really means is where are we up to in this case? So you can say, Your Honour or Registrar, this is the first, <clears throat> first um, time in court for my case. So you need to check and see if you're in front of a registrar or a judge. If you're not sure, call them on all, Your Honour. It'll flatter the registrars and you won't offend the judges. Uh, so, you know, this is my application for spending time with my son um, and today is the first day in court. And that's really all you need to say. He, say. he may say or she may say, have you got anything filed in the court? And you need to have your dates that you filed your documents um, handy and you need a hard copy of your documents with you in case the so registrar or judge you. asks your question. So you would say, I filed... Yeah, have it in front of you. I file, We tell you all about this in the divorce course, how to be super organised. But you would say to mm. the judge, I filed this application on the 18th of October that and I've served the other party. Um, and then the judge will look at their material and then sort of he will begin or she will begin a dialogue with you about, what, mm -hmm. well, what do you think I should do today? Well, Your Honour, I think you should order some time. Um, or I'll tell you what I'll do. He'll, he, some judges are quite chatty um, in that respect. He said, I think I will order a family report so that I can find out how old are the children again responsible? Or you need to be able to say their ages. Um, now, another thing that might happen is that you stand up and say, um, Your Honour, uh, may it please the court or just your honour, my name is Barnstable, initial J, I'm the applicant mother today and there's no one there for your other party, for your ex. Uh, then then the, the dialogue is somewhat different. So the judge goes, well, Ms. Barnstable, uh, Mr. Barnstable doesn't seem to be here. Have you served him with the documents? And that means did you send him the documents? and um, by either a process server or he, he signed an acknowledgement of service. So you need to be able to say to the judge, yes, I did, Your Honour, and I've, I've got an affidavit or I've got proof that he was served, he signed this document, something like that. And just stop you there, that the, the court portal shows you how to do a serving of a document. So, yes, the, um, yep, yes. The website, not the portal. I think the court website oh, sorry, shows the you website. how to, yep. to serve the document. Yep. So in a nutshell, if you've served them and they're there, then it's the court just makes a decision between your two competing proposals. You might want week mm -hmm. about, he might want you to have weekends, the judge looks at both of them and... And, so, you know, you can make a few submissions about them and see what they decide. 
Um, if the other party doesn't turn up, then you've got to prove they've been served. If they haven't been served or you can't prove it, then the judge can't make any orders against that person um, without them being there. So then they'll just adjourn a matter. And adjourning a matter means they tell you that your case will be set down for you to come back again, um, say, in December or something like that, you know, in a few months' Once time. Once served. Yeah, yeah. and in, in um, that meantime you do your work and serve them. Sometimes um, I've seen them also say, um, do you have legal representation or do you have a counsel? Would you like one? Do they say that sometimes? And, they do. And, and, they do. There's often yeah. duty lawyers at the court. It's been mm. um, a little different uh, it, since there have been so many telephone um, cases. But, yes, oh, there's yeah. lawyers at the court who from legal aid who can help you with some advice. And the judges are very – if they do an early call over and name all the matters before they actually hear them, they just sometimes they just mm. say, we're going to call all the cases and just see who's here and then I'll work out what order to put them in. So everyone goes mm. in. And then when he, when he calls your matter, Barnstable, you stand up and say, the applicant, Your Honour, um, and then mm. he, may, if you haven't got a lawyer, the judge may say what you said. Uh, do you want some legal? Have you got legal representation? No, Your Honour. Would you like something? Yes, please, Your Honour. Well, put your name down and go and see legal aid. The, in in Queensland, uh, in Brisbane, they're on the same floor. Uh, I think mm. in Melbourne, I've seen them on the on the same floor, and in Adelaide. So I can't speak for the Perth courts or the Sydney courts, but yes. Yeah, so most courts will have a. a legal a sort of free legal service or a duty lawyer service that you can see uh, to help mm. you a little bit with your case um I was going to ask a question uh, just for because to you applicant and respondent makes lots of sense um, and unless you haven't done our do-it-yourself divorce mm. course uh, you so applicant means you're the one who's applied that's so you're right. the one who's filled out the forms and sent it in and served yep. the documents so yep. if you are actually the respondent which means your ex-partner or either the father of your children or the mother of your children has filed in the court and you have been um required to respond you're the respondent the respondent yes and the yeah. applicant so, usually yeah. speaks first the respondent speaks second and don't worry mm. about what side of the table to to stand at just pick a side um, if they've got okay. a lawyer the lawyer will choose their appropriate side you just take the other side yeah so um and then, of course, with etiquette in the court, you always uh, bow at the judge before you leave yes. and everyone has to stand up and bow at the judge when he enters. There's a little big, big yes. knock, knock, knock and he yes. comes in um, and they'll say, or she all comes stand. in and all their grandeur. Yep. Yes. And the associates and then you says, must uh, all, all, all rise, the Federal Circuit Court um, of Australia is in session and then mm -hmm. you sit, when the judge comes in, everyone bows, he sits down, you sit down. Never turn your back on yeah. the judge. Never, never speak to the judge when he's talking. Uh, never speak over him. I've seen some terrible examples of that. Uh, wait until you're asked a question and answer it. If there's something you want to say, the judge will usually say at the end, is there anything else? And then you could say, uh, Your Honour, uh, I wanted to say this. So as long as you're respectful... Uh, the court mm. should go fairly smoothly for you. Don't wear your um, tennis dress or your netball uniform or anything. Just wear something mm. that nice that you would wear, I don't know, to go to... Um, uh, to go and see you. A job interview? That's right, job interview. 
would be perfect if you've yeah. got a, what what you'd wear if you had an office job, and all, like I said, yeah. a cardigan or a coat because it's cold. Um, more mm. than one biro because that invariably runs out of ink just when you're trying to write down when you're back in court. Um, and mm. yeah, so phone off, phone off. <laughs> oh my word! Definitely yes. turn your phone off. Absolutely. Do not ever. I, I heard a story where, where I think you told it where the judge <laughs> told the client, the the lawyer, to put their phone in the jug of water. Is that true? No, that like I didn't see that. Myth? I wouldn't be surprised. So, I, I heard a court surprised. myth about that. So definitely, definitely do not have your phone on like I can hear mum's phone <laughs> buzzing right now. Oh, dear. So, <laughs> it, um, so okay, so that look, that's really helpful. And if you're, if you're finished with the judge um, and he's dismissed you and yep. you want to keep talking, do you keep talking? No. Oh, well, unless it's absolutely vital. But when, uh, when he says, is there anything else you say or peace, uh, then he says, okay, next, and you're done. So bow got and bow leave and, get, and get yeah, out try not to turn your back on the judge as you leave. Uh, so it's a, mm. it's a minefield in a lot of ways. Uh, some judges are very uh, sweet. Um, some judges are a little more under pressure. They've got a lot to do mm. um, and they have to get mm. through their list. Don't be surprised if you turn up and you're one of 30 or 40 matters in front of the judge mm. that day. So they're looking to get through their list and don't be the person that holds them up. So have everything you want to say succinctly written down so you can, you know, because if you're really nervous, you could stand there and completely go blank. So have a little yeah, list so of things down, you want to mention. Yep. Put write a little down script. what you're going to say. Yep, Write that's down what right. mum said to say, but just change it to your name. Yep. Um, also, mum, as you've mentioned, um, 2021 and 2020, the courts, a lot of them are still doing phone mm. instead mm. of in court. And um, mm. I don't want to date this episode, but there will be a lot of you, if you're listening, who will have to attend court via phone. So is there any – so? How do you find out what phone number to call and what is there any differences to the process we just discussed? Okay. So whether you're the applicant um, or the respondent, you'll have put some documents in the court system. So whether you're the applicant or the respondent, you will have filed some documents in the court by the court portal. So you've at some point you will have given the court an email address to write to you at usually. So along the bottom of your applications or even if you just put a notice of address for service, which is where they can send things for you to find out. So the court will send out the um, time and date and the phone number to ring in and the conference code um, in a document from the court about a week before. So you need to make sure your phone is completely charged um, and on mm-hmm. silent. <laughs> um, you phone the number they tell you, you wait, there's usually some corny music, then you enter the number for your conference followed by the hash key exactly as they tell you to do on the on the information they email you. Um, and mm-hmm. here's a tip. I always print that out in case something happens to my iPad or I can't see it. In a hurry, I, t- I print it out and leave it at the front of the documents I'm going to be using for court. Sometimes, too, um, someone will put their hold music on and you have to go. Up, you have to hang up and ring back in again. Okay, so mm. you've got all that. You file. You've rung in. Um, it's much the same. Uh, you just can't see the judge's face and you can't see who else mm. is in the room. 
Uh, but I don't find it particularly hard. You use the same expressions. So they have the same words. The court has your documents. Um, so it's not uh, particularly difficult to do. I guess it makes it a little less scary if you're representing yourself. <laughs> it's a well, little less intimidating. Well, you know, it, it's, it's a bit stressful because um, the judges will be very upset if there's dogs barking, <laughs> children mm. crying. Or children, um, so, yeah. Yes, so some of my clients so have done that. good idea. Well, yeah. have someone at your house to mind the kids, to look after the dog. Yeah. If you have to, um, go and sit in the car <laughs> where you've got good reception yeah. <clears throat> and no yeah. background noise, don't have the air conditioning on. So you've got to mm-hmm. make it as easy as possible for the judge to hear you. You must use ear pa- ear plugs or or um, pods or, you know, something like that mm. so that um, mm. it's very clear. Uh, the court mm. hates it. Um, I've come across three or four judges now who get a bit cranky when the phone's on speaker. It's not for your convenience. Okay. You've got to put your earplugs in and and speak yeah. as clearly as you can. So it, you just need to obey that etiquette. Um, the mm. court asks everyone to have their phone on mute until their matter is called. So you'll ring in and you'll think, oh, my goodness, what am I doing in here? And you may hear 10 or 15 other cases come before you um, and mm. then your matter. So you don't, the judges don't want to hear paper being rustled, keyboards being typed on, anyone coughing. So you keep your phone on mute until they say, oh, the matter of Barnstable. I just said that name, mm. Laura, because... Um, it's a town in England. I hope no one called Barnstable's <laughs> listening here. And I don't have any clients called Barnstable, Why but chosen a random town in well, England. You are so my sister lives there for a little while. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, so that sounded familiar. Yes. So yeah. you see. So um, and mm, so I've don't heard put lots it on of horror stories. Sorry, of people putting it on. I've heard lots of horror stories of people thinking they've got it on mute and then saying oh, horrible no, things. Bro. About the judge, so you need to be so careful. (laughs) Well, don't forget the the court's recording too. So Mm. if a a lawyer, for instance, is saying something about the court, um, that's being recorded. So you put your phone on mute and never put it on hold. If any one of the people, and there could be 40 um, 40 or 50 phones linked into this conference, if one person hits the hold button, the hold music drowns out everybody else, including the judge. Oh, um, and everyone has to just hang up and get back in again. And when they find out who did it, there's hell to pay. So, um, yes, okay. don't be that person. Well, well Mum, I think that is a very good, you know, um, crash course in what, what to say to the judge. Of mm. course, you don't directly speak to the other party, do you? No. You speak to the judge. Yes. So you never ever turn and talk to the to your ex or your ex's lawyer. You always talk to the judge. Is that true? Absolutely. And you don't interject. Yeah. Lucky I've got you asking me these questions because to me that is so unthinkable. I just didn't even mention it. <laughs> well, like so for example, it. if they said if they if someone if you're uh, opposite the person who's opposite to you with says, "Oh, she's the worst person in the world, and she, you know, does 
I don't know. Says, <laughs> don't leap don't know, up and random. <laughs> and you, you could just go you, and you might be tempted to go, are you insane? I would mm-hmm. never do that or I don't do mm-hmm. that. And the, the especially if you're in a high conflict and that's what you always do usually, it must be yes. you've got to, you know, I, I have I have been in a court when someone has <gasps> directly done that and it didn't end well no. um, for them. So don't just be aware that the only person you look at and the only person you speak to is the judge. And I had was given a little tip by my amazing psychologist. If you're feeling intimidated um, by uh, if you're being questioned at the witness box or if you're being talked to directly by the judge and you're feeling intimidated, a good idea is to look at their forehead or just above their forehead um, if you're really panicking and, and making every if everything's if you're freaking out um, and it takes a little bit of the 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 panic out of it but you know it's just be prepared to you know be a little intimidated but just know if you've got written down what exactly you want it is that you want to say you've got all your information there in front of you so if the judge asks you any questions at all or asks you to hand anything up you've got it there in front of you you'll be sweet but they don't go so hard on people who are representing themselves unless they're being silly absolutely Uh, they're they're quite kind yes (laughs) i feel sorry for the lawyers (laughs) There's uh, two things that I, I, I do see self-represented people um, do wrongly, so I just want to educate mm. our people. So whenever mm. the judge is talking to you, you must stand up. Uh, okay. You're like a jack-in-a-box yeah. there. <clears throat> when he's finished talking Kinda to you. Kind of like church. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, only you, mm. you are like a seesaw with the other, with the, whoever's representing your ex or your ex. So when the judge is talking to them, they've got to stand up. And Mm -hmm. when he's talking to you, you've got to stand up, but two of you must never stand up at the same time (laughs) except for the first bows. So it's like, you know, because it's... Whack-a-mole. It is, absolutely. (laughs) It's so the judge... Is that why they've got a gavel? (laughs) (laughs) Sit down, applicant. (laughs) That must be what it is. But see, the the judge knows that both of you have you know, your points of view and are desperate to get your points across, but you can't bombard him or her. So mm. they will read the material and then ask some relevant questions um, and, and that's your time to speak. But, yes, sit down when the other side's standing, stand up when the other side's sitting if the judge is talking to you. When he's giving judgment, both parties usually sit when you get the judgment and write notes. And if you find that... They're saying something that is next level wrong or completely, mm. you know, wrong, like just, you know, infuriating. Write it down. Just write, That's make right. a note in front of you to, so to remind you, because they might talk for about 20 minutes yep. and raise a whole different bunch of issues. And then when it's your turn to talk, you might forget to correct that error. So write it down. Um, and if you're given the opportunity to cover those topics that they've covered, that you can say, well, actually, you're on. Um, they said this, but he, the actual proof is this, you know. So yes. that's a, that 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 can stop you from wanting to jump up and yeah. and, and shout, that's right. You're wrong. And you keep it documented, <laughs> and and that's when um, if the judge goes anything else that you might be able to raise those points. Uh, don't argue the yeah. judge's decision at the time. Once they make a decision, that's done. And remember, yeah. uh, you're not. These, we're giving you these tips for perhaps your first day in court. It's seldom, mm. if ever, going to involve oral evidence. Like no one's getting cross-examined. 
yeah. no one so no one can object. Uh, that's a funny one I hear. I object, Your Honour, <laughs> when the other person <laughs> says <you> something. <clears throat> and the judge okay. goes, you can't object. <laughs> you can't object. Because it's not a trial? No, that's so right. Gonna, I'm can, just hearing yeah. what he thinks. That, I'm just listening to what he's got to yeah, say. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I object. So don't object. No. Yeah. So no. just take take your seat, seesaw with the other party and see what the judge says. And like you said, in your first time that you're in there, usually the judge makes you do some stuff, tells you maybe to get a family thing done um, yeah. and to come back at another yeah. date, which you should definitely write down and that's about it. So and, don't and do too much. And whatever you're told to do, the court do may it. call it directions, but they're actually in order and for goodness sake mm. do them so that you don't want to be standing in front of that same judge on the next date saying, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't get round to doing that valuation or I, I didn't mm. give my um, ex-wife those, those um, check stubs or those bank statements. You don't want to be that person. Because the judges, do they write everything down? They so they've got do. records. Yeah. Because they must see a lot of people every day. So they must have to what review what happened last yeah. time before they come, come I think out, the judges' or? caseloads are about four or 500. But they're, they're very, very smart people and have great memories. And they'll refresh okay. their memory before they come in. So you'll often find a judge go, mm. didn't I ask you to do this? And, of course, if they've given you directions to do stuff, and you're, you're, of course, writing them down. But when you go on the portal in a week or so, those directions will be in there as in the form of orders. So you, you look, view orders, and it'll come up, and all those things that you have to do are made as orders. So they don't have mm. to remember too much. They just read the orders, go, well, I ordered you to do mm. this by the 8th of July, Miss such and such, mm. you know. And you don't have to wait, do you, till that's written in the court portal? No, no. If you've been told you can to get, get it cracking. done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mum. Well, that was great. Um, we're going to have to wrap it up. There was only four questions and we've taken 40 minutes. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> if anybody else has any questions, um, we'd love to cover them for you in a quick Q&A, even though this was 40 minutes long. Um, so definitely check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Um, send us a DM or email us. And, of course, um, keep an eye out. Uh, click on the bio link in Facebook and Instagram for the link to go and put your name to register uh, to just show your interest. It's, you're not signing up to anything, but just register your interest. If you would really like to learn how to add the DIY blueprint for the divorce course um, that has mum, a very experienced lawyer, <laughs> talking us through and me, someone who's got not much of a clue, asking questions that I know you probably would want to know, that things that, you know, we don't understand, but lawyers do all the time. Um, so if you're interested, definitely check that out. And again, mum, thank you so much for your time. And um, we'll, we'll be back next week. So if you would like a topic for us to cover, please just shoot us a DM. Yep, and we good do luck, general advice. You're going we, can, in court. we can give you general advice. Yep. That'd be lovely. I'm happy to help. Yeah. Okay. General, general, general. General, okay. general, general. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Right. Thanks, mum. Thanks, Bye. Laura. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording in 2020.